0: Hello and welcome to State of Crime. One state,
1: two murders, lots of crime. With
0: Kaylin and Elena.
1: Hi. Hi. How are you? (laughs) Well, I just told you I'm mean today. I don't know. Yeah, you and I, I feel like, have swapped places. I'm in a pretty good mood. Yeah. I had a pretty good week, except for my car shitting out on me yesterday. Now my AC doesn't work, so, like, that's not fun. That part sucks. Because it was, like, 102 today, I think, was the high I saw. It was horrible. It was not a good day today, but. And
0: it's muggy on top. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, usually in Idaho, we get to do the whole, well, at least it's a dry heat. And we have not had a dry heat the last couple days. There's been a lot of humidity, and it just sucks.
1: Yeah. And we just literally had like a two-minute storm. Yeah, where the wind was like 55 miles per hour.
0: And that is not an exaggeration. And And now nothing. And
1: pouring rain. Mm -hmm. And it was like two minutes long. And now we looked outside and... And
0: there was water just pouring off the roof. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I see it.
0: That is nuts. That is so weird. I don't know what happened. So, yeah. And I think my case has made me grumpy today. I'm not going to lie. And I actually... Like I started... One case. Okay. And that was the the good heart murders, where this entire family was killed in nineteen sixty eight. And it's an interesting case and you should totally look it up.
1: But I don't know if anybody if we told anybody what state we're going to. Oh yeah, we're going to Michigan. Think, <laughs> I don't think we said it at the end of the last
0: yes. episode. So surprise, we're in Michigan. Yay. Okay, so we're in the lovely of state of Michigan. So like I said, I looked up the good heart murders, which are fascinating and people should totally look those up. Um And then, I don't know how or why, this other one caught my attention. I was like, oh my gosh, how could I have forgotten about that when I have to do that one? So, last week we did Rhode Island, Mm -hmm. there were small pickings, and yet you and I ended up with weirdly similar cases. That were like strangely connected. And incredibly perverse and bizarre. So, my case this week maybe isn't quite that off the charts with the perversity, but as far as the evil and the planning and the cold-heartedness that went into
1: this, it's one of the worst. Okay. I'm excited so, I have no idea. Okay. I know you told me who it was, but I, I didn't even look up a murder for this one, technically. Okay. Because as soon as I knew we were in Michigan, I knew I was doing this case. Oh, okay, good. This one has just been—and this is another one. Again, we I kind of broke our rule with one— No cold cases, because mine's a cold case. And two... That
0: was me slapping her leg.
1: No, like, big serial killer that's pretty popular, because I think there's a lot of people that know about this case. Okay. So... All right. So,
0: before I start mine, and I've probably kind of sort of given it away, because you know we're in Michigan and, and all that, but if someone were just to ask you, what was the worst school massacre in history, what would your first reaction be?
1: Initially, Sandy Hook.
0: Okay, right? Mostly,
1: probably because that one, I think they made more... That one was... Or Columbine.
0: Right. And I would say those are the two that probably pop into people's minds I think as well. they
1: were most... in the They were in the media the most out of most of school shootings. Yes. And the body counts were horribly mm-hmm. high.
0: And of course, Sandy Hook had... The extra horror that the victims were so young and so innocent. And so I will tell you the worst school massacre in American history to this day happened on May 18th, 1927. What? And it's one of those cases. So here's the other thing. When I went out and started doing my research... Obviously, there were, there were quite a few articles out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There was almost nothing on YouTube that I could find. And maybe I just didn't look long and hard enough, but I, I spent a little bit of time. And there were like little one and two minute snippets. Yeah. But as far as like some good, you know, in-depth documentary, mm-hmm. I couldn't find one. What? And I found that shocking. Huh. And this is a case that I would argue most people in the United States don't even know about.
1: I, I... I... Probably have no yeah. idea what you're talking about, and to about, think so. that
0: the absolute worst, you know, school massacre happened in 1927, did not involve a student. It was perpetrated by. Well, we'll get into the piece of shit here in a little bit, um, and it used
1: bombs. What? Yeah, Jesus. Okay. Well, and
0: not technically bombs, but again, I'll get. Well, sort of. I'll get into that. Okay. So,
1: explosives. And again, maybe. Is that yes, explosives.
0: Thank you. That's a much better word. So again, we're going to talk about white male rage, which I'm sorry. I know I'm on a diatribe about, and you're going to sneeze. Go. Cool. Anyway, and I know this has been a drum that I've probably been beating too much lately, but seriously, like, I can't believe, you know, so here, here like we said, it's one of the worst school atrocities, you know, massacres in history, and it's all because he lost a freaking election.
1: <laughs> what?
0: Yeah. So... We're going to travel to Bath Township, which in the nineteen twenties had about three hundred residents. Okay. And was ten miles northeast of Lansing, which, you know, is a pretty good sized city, of course, yeah. in Michigan. I'm assuming, and I probably should have checked this, but I didn't, that nowadays Bath Township is basically part of Lansing. That would be, you know, what I would think, just given the growth since the 1920s. You're looking it up. So. I sure am. So, in the 1920s, Bath Township, like we said, had about 300 residents. It was primarily agricultural, so you had a lot of farming in the area. In 1922, a rather important event happened. The local voters approved a consolidated school district, meaning, you know, they're going to pass taxes they're going to build and support their own local schools which of course meant an increase in property taxes and that's another drum that I've been beating for a long time <laughs> is the fact schools should not be funded on the back of property taxes it leads to all kinds of iniquities it lead you know that's why you have super poor districts and then super rich districts it is why you have people you know, who so vehemently fight against building and improving schools because it, you know, impacts property tax, all that stuff. So what did you find out? Okay,
1: so it says that uh, Bath Charter Township is a charter township of Clinton County in the U.S. state of Michigan. As of the 2010 census, the township population was 11,598. Um, so nowadays it's about the size and then of it, our town. It is situated directly north of the city of East Lansing. Okay, so it's still, <clears throat> excuse yeah. me,
0: still independent, basically. Yeah. So this consolidated school district, which was formed, like we said, in 1922, had a total of 236 students in grades 1 through 12. Okay. So, you know, again, you know, for the community size, all yeah. that, this all sounds... So what could be the problem? The problem is this week's piece of garbage, Andrew Philip Kehoe. Okay. Who is born in Tecumseh, Michigan, on February first, eighteen seventy-two. Okay. His father owned a farm, and he, but he seems to have had you know a decent life because his father was able to send him to school to study electrical engineering. He worked as an electrician in St. Louis, Missouri, before moving back. Okay. However, at a very young age, there were some very troubling rumors about this guy, as all too often there are. And So I don't know exactly what age, but his mother died at some time. And his father then remarried a widow who was quite a bit younger than he, and they had a daughter together. Okay. So Andrew Kehoe had a stepmother. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in 1911, when he was about 19, his stepmother was trying to light an oil stove in the house, which lots of houses had those at the time. It exploded. Now, this guy has studied right mm-hmm. electrical engineering he ain't stupid you know what do you do with an oil fire you don't put water on it what does he do puts water on it throws water on her fucking dumbass which of course makes it worse and she later dies of her injuries and even at the time neighbors were talking about there was a rumor that they really believed he had done something since he did have a lot of knowledge of you know, electrical engineering. Yeah. That he had done something to cause this explosion that he had somehow rigged the stove to explode. Huh. And then of course him throwing water on her, which, you know,
1: I mean, I feel like that is one of the most common knowledge things is you don't put water on an oil fire. Right.
0: And especially at this time period.
1: Well, and we, you went to you school know, for it. Like, right. this is what you studied. They right. taught you this. Yes.
0: And again, people used oil, you know, quite widely for a variety of reasons. So he would have known this. Um, in any case, nothing seems to come of these dark rumors. And in nineteen twelve, about a year later, he marries, so he would have been twenty. okay He marries a much older woman, forty year old Nellie Price. And they move on to a farm. He later ha- takes over his father's farm. I'm not sure about the timeline of that that okay. I couldn't find, but and his neighbors say that he, you know, is dependable, seems to be a hard worker. He is willing to help a neighbor if they ask for a favor. But at the same time, he already has a reputation for being incredibly impatient if you dare to disagree with him. Oh, dear. So there's definitely, again, this arrogance, right? Mm -hmm. This sense of entitlement. Yep. He shot and killed a neighbor's dog that wandered onto his farm because he he didn't like that it barked. Piece of shit. Thank you. And he beat one of his own horses to death (gasps) when it didn't work as he wanted it to. And this is also where I would like to bring in the tie between animal cruelty and pieces of shit like this who go on to do atrocious acts. You know, there's been, I know, you know, on Facebook and things, there've been a lot of, you know, do you feel like animal
1: cruelty should be a felony? And I definitely do. I'm so mad right now. I know. I knew, that's,
0: you. I knew you would That's be. like
1: the worst, even in any sort of like TV show or movie, I don't care who you kill as a character, do not hurt the animals. I know. I had a big, I had a really hard time with that in Game of Thrones because you see a lot of yes. horses die yeah. and it was hard. Yes. But I get it. But yeah. it still pisses me <laughs> off.
0: So. or so where we need John Wick, right? <sighs> Despite all of this, in 1924, he's elected as a member of the school board. What the fuck? Thank you. Who thought that that was a good idea? That is what I would like to know. And his tenure as a school board member lasted for three years, and he also
1: served for one year as treasurer of the school board. That sounds dumb. He probably stole a lot of money from him.
0: He didn't. Okay. Now, (laughs) he did have a well-known reputation, they say, for being frugal, which is a nice way of being cheap. And I'm going to say this guy... I'm going to say he's cheap and he's selfish and, like I said, a piece of shit because during his entire time on the school board, his reputation for being difficult and argumentative just gets worse. He almost always found himself in conflict with the other members of the school board. Um, He was constantly whining about taxes, you know, he hated the fact that this school district had even been created because he had to pay more taxes and he despised that he was very resentful anything they ever tried to do to improve the school or anything like that he was constantly shooting that down because he didn't want tax rates to rise douchebag yeah and i just have to say like i get i get that taxes are not the funnest thing in the world but I am absolutely sick and tired of people pretending that you can live in any sort of a civilized society and not have some sort of you know public pot of money that everyone has to pay into. You know what I mean? I mean yeah do you really want to have to pay for your own private security? Because you know, if you don't want to do that, That's why you pay taxes for the military and the police and the share, you know, and all that other stuff. Roe, I mean, there's so many things that if, you know, if you want to have a civilized society, people have to pay for it. Yeah. And, of course, you should have a vote and a say. I'm not saying that. But this idea that taxes in and of themselves are inherently evil and should be abolished, I don't understand that. Yeah. So, and again, I'm not saying there aren't a lot of problems with the system, yada, yada, yada. But just the, ex- if the, if it's the existence of taxes that you oppose, then you should just go live in a cabin by yourself somewhere. Right. <laughs> and you have to pay for everything by yourself. So, um, in now, despite the fact that he has this reputation for being very, very frugal and always saving money and everything. By June of nineteen twenty six, he was notified by the mortgage company that they were going to foreclose on his farm. Okay, And here's this is where I got kind of confused and I felt like there needed to be a lot more research done because even while that happened, and one of the reasons that they think he might have had all these financial difficulties is his wife Nellie, had frequent hospitalizations and from what the records of you know her illness are or whatever it appears she had tuberculosis okay which at the time there you know there's no cure it's fatal yeah um, however despite that he still seemed to have an awful lot of money between the years of 1926 and 1927 to buy a whole lot of things that we're going to talk about. So I'm not sure exactly where this disparity happens, okay? Okay. Now, another thing that happens is in 1925, the position of town clerk had come open for some reason, and he was appointed to fill the position temporarily until they could have the next election. Okay. Being the entitled, arrogant douchebag douchebag that he seems to have been he really felt like he had it in the bag but when spring 1926 rolled around and they had the election all of that you know negativity and all the garbage like he had pulled when he was on the school board and all that played against him and he did not get the position solid right and according to a lot of people they think this rejection is what set him off so for the next year, right around the time he loses this election, one of his neighbors notes that he just absolutely stops working on his farm. He just quits working, won't do anything around the place. Okay. And he completely stopped making payments on his farm. Um, he comp- he stopped making any sort of insurance payments for his wife Nellie. It just it's very very strange to me. And like I said, I can't. I wasn't able to quite put together the disparity of, you know, him losing this farm and acting like he's the big victim in all of this, but he still seemed to have all this money. And when we talk about all the stuff he buys, you'll see maybe where my confusion comes in. Okay. Okay. Um, Anyway, this neighbor who, um, his name was McMullen. His last name was McMullen. noticed, like we said, that he stopped working and he felt like, Maybe Kehoe was planning suicide.
1: Okay, which makes sense. Right. And it, all, all accounts at this point lead to Right. And suicide. it's really too bad that he didn't just kill, kill himself at this point. Which coming from you means a lot.
0: Yes, it does. Because I don't say that lightly, you mm-hmm. know. But when you hear what happens, I think most people would agree with me. In fact, he even took one of his horses and gave it to this guy McMullen. And McMullen immediately gave it back because he felt like if he accepted it, that would somehow be an encouragement to him Mm -hmm. to commit suicide. And like I said, what's really going on too is you're just going to see how evil he is because he is planning an absolutely hellacious act, which like we said, is going to become the worst school massacre in American history. Okay. So in addition to like just stop making payments on anything you know he stops doing anything that a responsible citizen does he also goes around his property and girdles the trees which that's where you put something very tight around the trunk of the tree so it'll grow in and it will kill the tree so he destroys all the trees on his property he had great vines he cuts them all off but then places the cuttings back on the stumps to try to hide the damage. So it's like he's trying to do as much destruction to this farm as possible. He's definitely one of those douchebags that has this mentality of, I can't have it, nobody can have it sort of a thing. Ugh. Yeah. Um, Now, as we said, Nellie, his wife, had been sick for quite a long time with what appears to be tuberculosis. Maybe that led to some of these money problems. But again, it's the 1920s. The American economy was booming during Mm -hmm. that decade. So it's really difficult, like I said. I was not able to satisfy my own curiosity about what was really going on here. Okay. Um, Another neighbor, a guy named Ellsworth, said that he also felt like Kehoe started planning this school massacre in the spring of uh, 26 when he lost this election. Another guy who had been on the school board member who had been a school board member with him, a guy named Keyes, also agreed with this and noted that during this time period, Kehoe had open access to the school and that in fact, the school board had even employed him in November as an electrician to make repairs to the school lighting system. So he had free and easy access to the school anytime he wanted. And that also made me curious. I mean he could work as an electrician. I think electricians have always made, made decent money. so why you know if he were having money problems, why couldn't he have added that? Do you know what I mean to?
1: Yeah and see it sucks because we all know where this is ending at right and it sucks because you we hear about all of these people who saw all of these signs, but at the time, like hindsight's twenty twenty, right. You don't know that these are signs until the big thing happens. happens. And then you're like, well, fuck, I saw this, 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 mm-hmm. this, and this. And if I would have realized that it was going to end in this, I probably would have done something. Right. And in
0: the 1920s, even, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, we're also looking at this from our perspective, where we understand mass murder That's and this true. kind of psychology yeah. much better as well. Yeah. So... In addition, in the spring of 1926, to all of this other stuff he does, he starts buying a substance called pyrotol in great quantities. I'm and going
1: he, to assume that's flammable.
0: It's an explosive. <laughs> it's an explosive that was widely used by farmers at the time for excavation and burning debris. Okay. And he would buy it, you know, piece by piece. He ended up with over a ton. Of the stuff. Jesus! But again, because he was going and buying it, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, it never raised any red flags because farmers were always buying it. And this
1: is why we have systems against certain things like that with yes. people buying too much. Yes. In
0: November of 1926, he bought two boxes of dynamite in Lansing at a sporting goods store. Now, again, I just saw your face. <laughs> For us now, that seems crazy, right? That you could just go into a sporting goods store, buy two boxes of dynamite. Yeah. Again, widely used by farmers. When I was a little girl, we lived in Salmon, Idaho. Uh Uh-huh. This was in the late six... Well, we moved in, like, I think 1972, okay? We had a friend who would come over to our house, and he didn't have arms he had lost both his arms at the elbows and so he had those weird little hooks that people used to have and i remember like he would come to our house and he was the sweetest kindest man i would not go near him because i was just terrified you know um and he had been a farmer in colorado ironically enough in the very area that we ended up moving to from salmon idaho he used to use dynamite to go blow the ice apart so his cattle could drink, and that's what had happened to him is he had taken a stick of dynamite out, gone out on the ice to blow you know to blow through the ice so his cattle could get water. He slipped on the ice and didn't get away in time when the explosion happened, and lost his arms Wow and in fact, he was lucky to have survived because he was out there by himself Jesus so, yeah um. So again, at the time, not suspicious, happens all the time. Okay? okay. In December of 1926, he buys a 30 caliber Winchester Winchester bolt action rifle. Again, everybody had them, not that unusual, right? However, this is again where I was thinking, how does he have all of this money for this if he were having all of these financial difficulties that caused him to lose his farm.
1: Exactly. Those
0: two things somehow don't mesh for me. I almost feel like he was he stopped paying on his farm to finance what
1: he was p- this buying. Plot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, and I it wasn't stated that way in the sources that I read, but this was kind of the theory I came to. So, I'm going to jump ahead now to the morning of the 18th of May. Okay which is the morning of this horrible act that morning. He loaded his Ford pickup with as much metal debris as he could get in it to create as much shrapnel as possible. He had bought new tires for the truck because he wanted to make sure that it didn't break down and that he could get to his destination. He also made multiple trips into Lansing to buy more explosives. Now supposedly, right before the 18th of May, one of his neighbors saw him carrying lots of large boxes and other items into the school, but said nothing. And again, given the fact that you know he had been hired to work on the school lighting system, he, you know, he'd already been in
1: the school's basement a lot.
0: None of it looked strange.
1: Right. Which sucks, because that is strange.
0: Yeah. Sometime on May 16th, he also drove to Lansing to pick up his wife, Nellie, after her latest hospitalization. She's going to become his first
1: victim. Ugh. That's why I just gave you that side eye, yeah. by the way. We don't
0: know when he killed her, if it was it was sometime between the 16th and 18th of May. He put her body into a wheelbarrow near the rear of the chicken coop. Excuse me. Piled silverware and a metal cash box that later was found to contain several banknotes. So again, there's more money laying in here mm-hmm. that he is literally burning. Okay. And which um, that pisses me off, in a, y- yeah it's in itself, right, and again, you know, he just seems like this nihilistic be as destructive as possible. I didn't get what I want, Nobody so I'm going gets to spend: Yeah, I'm going to spend a year plotting and planning to cause as much damage as I possibly can. You know, that kind of mentality is just to me the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. yeah.. Mm. This is also going to make it even worse. Oh, dear. Before he leaves, he has two horses on the property. He ties their legs together with wire so they are completely immobilized and they cannot escape the carnage that is to come. I'm sorry. And around 8.45 a.m. on the morning of the 18th of May, he detonates firebombs made from this pyrotol, and I think there was some dynamite as well used in this, in his house and all over his farm and all the different buildings,
1: <gasps> the poor horses. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he made sure that they died horrifically firemen rush to the scene. And here's the thing that also pissed me off. You have these firemen, right? First responders, always the ones to face the most danger. Okay. They rush into his house through a broken window looking for survivors of course they find no one because no one was in there then they save all the furniture that they can i mean they do everything they can right to lessen
1: the the blow to this dude
0: um while they're in there one of the firemen who's named bush sees a bunch of dynamite in the corner of the house Grabs it and removes it, gives it to another fireman, so they get it out of there, so it can't explode and cause even more damage. Jeez. So, but you know what I'm like. So here he is, you know, so lucky that none of those firemen died. Yeah. You know, and that's well, and he wouldn't have cared. No, the more people that die, the better. Well, it's almost what he. It seems like Mm -hmm. that's what he wanted because he detonates those initial bombs leaves the dynamite in the house he obviously wanted people to go in there or be close enough For so it to- yeah mm-hmm. so that when it exploded he would have killed them too what the fuck yeah okay. like I said piece of shit while the firemen are fighting the fire Kehoe is still on the property in his Ford truck and at some point he drives by in his in his Ford truck and yells out the window at them you better head to the school Damn. Yeah. So cold-hearted, piece of shit, wanting to kill as many people as possible. Here are these firemen who have just risked their lives to save this piece of garbage's property, and that's what he says to them. All right, so like we said, those bombs explode about 8.45 a.m. on his farm. Now, back at the Bath Consolidated School... Classes started at 8.30 a.m. daily. At 8.45, around the same time that he detonated the explosions on his farm, he also remotely detonated the dynamite and pyrotol that he had hidden in the basement of the school. The north wing of the school was destroyed and collapsed. 38 people mostly children died Ugh, and most of these were young children by the way now there were some miracles that day there was an almost an entire second grade class that was having story time and so instead of being at the portion of their classroom where most of them probably would have died they were all clustered around their teacher and that saved their lives That's so awesome. there were some wonderful things like that um, There were people at that time who were still heading out to his farm to respond to that emergency. They immediately turned around, head to the school, and, of course, shortly thereafter, so do parents. This neighbor that we mentioned earlier, Ellsworth, who Mm -hmm. says that he believes he started planning this whole thing back in the spring of 26, and that does seem to be the consensus left the school to rush back to his farm, which was next to Kehoe's, as we said. He had some really large rope, and they were hoping to use that to, like, pull some of the rubble off of the people who, you know, the building had collapsed, this north wing had collapsed upon. As he was heading to his home, he passes Kehoe, heading in the opposite direction. Kehoe was heading towards town, Mm -hmm. towards the school. You know what that bastard did? shot him waves and grins what as he drives by dick yeah
1: oh okay.
0: about a half hour later after that first explosion kehoe pulls up in his truck the one with those new tires and that's also loaded with all the metal in the back mm-hmm. and he summons the superintendent of the district and i'm not sure how to pronounce his name i think it's hyuk it's HUYCK. so I'm not sure about okay. that pronunciation. Anyway, he summons the superintendent over to his truck and he then gets out holding the Winchester and acts like he's going to go towards where all this you know chaos is going on. The superintendent, you know is like, no, you're not walking in there with a rifle when everyone's panicking and all of this. They seem to have been fighting over the gun mm-hmm. when the truck explodes. So he, again, Kehoe had some sort of a remote detonation device, and he blows up the truck, kills him, which, like I said, should have been done a year ago. Exactly. The superintendent, there were some other bystanders that were also killed immediately in the explosion, and this was the one that just ripped my heart out. Oh, dear. Because this is the same age as Liam. Okay. Okay. There was a little eight-year-old named Cleo Clayton, a second grader, who had survived the initial blast, had wandered out, still kind of disoriented, and then was killed in this blast.
1: Oh, no! And that, like, just did me in.
0: And this is where I was like, I hope there is a hell, and I hope he is just experiencing every torture there is. So, in all... This bastard killed forty-two people at the school, and his wife back at the farm, and then one more person died later at the hospital.
1: No, is that including himself?
0: No, I don't include that piece of shit. I don't. Cool. I don't care about his death. Like I said, you. should have
1: happened a year prior. Good for you. you. Know?
0: I do. I feel that way about mass murderers. I yeah. I mean, I do because almost all of them. not Well, I would. I don't know. I haven't done the study on this, but. A lot of them either, you know, suicide or try to suicide. You know, they, they have this mentality. I'm going to kill myself and take as many people as I can with me. That is the ultimate evil. I have no pity for that. I have no sympathy for that. There is nothing about you if that is your mentality that deserves an iota of sympathy. I agree. It just doesn't.
1: I love when you get raging oh, like this. I'm
0: sorry. I know. In addition, 58 more people were injured.
1: Jesus. Yeah.
0: Of course, the rescue operation was huge, and I could have spent a ton of time on that, but it's just too exhausting. What they did find during that, you know, as they were trying to clear the rubble, go they went down in the basement again of the school, found 500 pounds of dynamite in the south wing, which had not detonated. They believe that possibly the first explosion that he set off in the North Wing may have caused a short circuit in the detonation device that he intended to use for the South Wing.
1: Uh, So people really got lucky that something was wrong. Yes. So
0: in addition to, like, you know, the story I told you about the little second graders, and there were a couple of other stories like that as well, thank God that second—or the whole—you would have lost— all 238 students plus the teacher, you know, everyone in that building would have died. died.
1: That is insane. And
0: that was obviously his intent. Yeah. So yeah. Um, The really sad part about this too is right after this event, they were looking for Nellie for his wife. They didn't know she died. They kept, yeah, they thought maybe she was still in a tuberculosis sanitary. Nobody knew exactly where she was and her body wasn't found until the next day on May 19th. So they had gone by this wheelbarrow multiple times. But because the fire had done so much damage to her and so on, they didn't even realize that that was her.
1: That is bonkers. Yeah.
0: And they also, of course, found the poor horses. Meh. Yeah. And here was the final piece, like I said, that makes me just hope that this piece of garbage is experiencing every torment you've ever read about in Dante's Inferno, plus some. Back at his farm, he had wired a wooden sign to the fence that said, criminals are made, not born. Are
1: you fucking kidding me?
0: That was my Ugh. response. Yeah. And like I said, I just, you know, that was my rant of the week when you first got here, yep. is this... I'm so sick and tired of people who call themselves conservatives. In my experience, they are also the first to want. Well, just take the, the whole thing of, you know, the conservatives who whine about, oh, all the immigrants are stealing our jobs. First of all, if you want to go pick strawberries in the field and move pipe, you can probably go do that. I don't think anyone has stolen that job for you. The other end of the spectrum is that most illegal immigration in the United States comes from Asia,
1: really? and many
0: of those people are educated. Or a lot of people who immigrate to this country legally are brain surgeons, and you know what I mean? Like Right now, the medical field, we've had a huge influx from India, for instance, of doctors. So you go get your MD degree, and then you go be a doctor. And if you can't find a job, then you can tick whine to me about that. But I'm just done with this. Not to mention the fact that the reddest states get the most in federal handouts. That is a proven fact. Hmm. And you know, like I said, if you want to call yourself a conservative, don't accept Social Security. Don't accept Medicaid. Don't accept anything from the government. You go pay for it yourself and I'm done. Political
1: rants, yeah. Political rants, because I am D-O-N-E. I really hate politics. So <laughs> I just smile and nod over here. <laughs> Let her rant because like <laughs> politics I said, don't my thing.
0: I don't want to demonize everybody. And I know that's what I've been doing here. And so A I do have, like I, I mean, one of my very best friends is very politically conservative and I love her to death. But like it, it's just these swaths of people. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm sorry. That's I'm exhausted. Fine. I'm so exhausted. So. Well,
1: my case is not going to make you any better. So. I know. When <laughs> you told me the
0: name of it, I just <laughs> I put my head down on the table because I just finished mine. I was like, no. Yeah. So, so if you want to yell at me, go on our Facebook discussion page. Yes. You can yell. Like I said, and I don't believe this. Like I said, hundred percent. I know I'm casting maybe too wide a net, but. Go study some statistics, people. I, it's true about what I said about the red states, though, and federal monies. They do get more than anybody else. So hmm. go figure that out.
1: But anyway. Politics.
0: Yes. Email us at stateofcrime at gmail.
1: Try that again. Stateofcrimepodcast at gmail. State of com. crime
0: Stateofcrimepodcast at gmail.com. I feel like Kaylin's just, like, crocheting frantically over here <laughs> because my rage and my psychosis this week have shut her down. But And please, please, please go on our Facebook discussion group. Do all that other good stuff.
1: Like us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and send us your su- suggestions because we love them. Yes, we do. It helps us because we are both the biggest procrastinators ever. Yes.
0: And help me with my rage. My M- <laughs> yeah, maybe find
1: rage. maybe find Elena like a, a, a little <laughs> bit of a nicer case. I don't know. So,
0: well, and of course the school thing gets to me, you know, and the fact that. This is 1920 freaking seven.
1: Right. People
0: act like, first of all, this is a modern thing. And honestly, you can go through historically. Granted, I mean, I, I just think we're more aware of it. Yeah. But I, I I, will bet very few of our listeners know of this case. Yeah. Because, like I said, it's surreal to me that it's not more widely known yeah, and that no it's idea. never talked about. So, anyway, we. Really appreciate you listening.
1: Oh, if you're listening on an Apple device, make sure you go on your Apple podcast and rate and review us because it helps us a lot. And thank you. See you next time.